Earth Humans! Welcome to Unfuck Your Feelings, a podcast for my fellow overwhelmed overachievers, ambitious, innovative, high achievers that struggle with stress and anxiety, leaving them overwhelmed and putting themselves under constant pressure to achieve their vision as they overwork and live stuck in a loop of frustration where every outcome feels like failure, leading to painful progress towards their goals while decreasing their quality of life, health, and relationships. That's fucked, y'all. I'm Caitlin Wilder, behavior analyst, life coach, and fellow overwhelmed overachiever, here to teach you that better understanding your own feelings is actually the key to making progress towards your goals in times of stress, relieving the pressure that blocks you from achieving your full potential, and finding freedom from self-doubt that maximizes your opportunity to achieve creating longevity in your life and career. So, let's fucking go! I'm just so proud of myself. You can barely stand me. Uh, I also notice how weird it is to not sing my intro prior to beginning. So, <laughs> changes. Uh, today's episode is called uh, Your Behavior Analytic Spiritual Awakening. So, welcome to welcome to Nerd City. <laughs> And I'm really excited about this episode because I call myself a life coach, but I mean, that's not really anything official. I think it gives people a really good idea of what I help them with generally, but anyone can call themselves that with or without any sort of, you know, certification or credentials or anything. And I don't have any life coach credentials, y'all. I am a board certified behavior analyst of 12 years. I have coached, thought, taught, modified behavior in various settings of people of various ages for 12 years of my life. And I'm using the science of behavior, which can be explained in a very straightforward way, uh, which is another thing that's really important to me. And that's what we're going to do today because a spiritual awakening is a fucking replicable scientific process uh, that I can replicate with y'all's overachieving asses. So spiritual awakening has never been so fun. (laughs) And this shit is really necessary because we have a fuck ton of people in this world that are visionary and hardworking and also overly critical of themselves and put endless pressure on themselves to achieve. And by doing that, we create thinking and feeling patterns, loops of behavior, and then can't manage to break out of the habits of being stressed as fuck, no matter how much effort they put into, you know, checking the boxes of healing by doing all the things or pushing to be productive and have better habits uh, because it's just so much more about like following a fucking protocol or you know reading a book taking a class but that's what we do as overachievers and the result is that our life just never feels like it has the meaning that we desperately want 
to have the feelings we desperately want to feel. It's the the suffering on the climb to the top of success mountain. (laughs) And it doesn't feel as though it makes a lot of sense because one would think this is the most prosperous time to live in the world, especially if you are like me and you live in the United States um, where technology, medical advancements, you know, we're able to live longer. Well, actually that life expectancy has declined a touch if you hadn't heard, Uh, but the lives we're living aren't any happier. Uh, Having money doesn't necessarily seem to help. Uh, Every time you look at the TV, you see somebody that looks like they have it all that would just, you know, rather off themselves to escape the suffering. So like, let's make that shit make sense. And I got you because this outcome is because of us. It's because of the way that we govern our minds. It's a, it's a very reasonable response to society and how the brain of the high achieving human works. And it's when we start to get hopeless you know, saying things to ourselves, which we could or could not be fully aware of. This anxiety is who I am. You know, I'm not good enough. Like the world is a shitty place. There's nothing I can do. When people find it so, people find these these conditions, thoughts, feelings so pervasive, permanent, and penetrable that they take pills, we get diagnoses, we call ourselves mentally ill, classify the shit into disorders, you know, all because there's been no successful means to understand and change behavior such that, you know, we can feel happy in our lives and just fuck all that. (laughs) The world really is a magical place, but we also need something more straightforward and what's available, including in a spiritual realm, because this love and light shit is just, I'm, I've warmed up a bit to it over these past couple of years, but my brain will still roll its eyes at all that. So welcome to your behavior analytic spiritual waking, <laughs> where of course, first we will define spirituality. And so spirituality is defined as a belief in the existence of something greater than oneself and humanity. The overachiever is often godless uh, because of a poor experience with religion in childhood. One where they felt forced and criticized into things that they didn't want to do and ways that they didn't want to be. And if you did it anyway, then God would send you to hell. How rude. And if that's a higher power, you know, then fuck that. We often tie religion to many uncomfortable memories of, you know, being forced into situations. And if religion equals spirituality, then why would we ever want to do that? So Spirituality is dismissed before it's even experienced in a lot of cases because spirituality and religion aren't the same necessarily. Um, 
And doing that, dismissing spirituality is making assumptions because of that painful and experience. And it's exactly that that closes us off from perceiving, you know, anything else that could be helpful. This is the state of being asleep in spiritual terms, meaning just not aware, driven purely by the ego, which is a psychological term, literally meaning I in Latin. And here in this, in the sleepy stage, your life satisfaction is based solely on your effort and your story, which is really the story of the overachiever taking on all of that responsibility to themselves and problematic because that also means all of the blame for things not going exactly to plan is your fault. And that feels extremely heavy when we live in a crazy ass world where shit could just blow up or melt or tornado or something like all in a heartbeat. So that's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure to take on one's own little human head. And it's that belief, the belief that personal, and of course, personal effort has its place, but the belief that personal effort only creates happiness turns into a loop of frustration for high achieving people where their endless obligatory achievement to measure up creates more stress than it does success because of their own levels of criticism, uh, most of which could be based in their experience, you know, with religion or, or with family, reminding them uh, to always work harder, always follow the rules, <laughs> or you're going to hell for eternity. Just saying. Nah. <laughs> so there's a moment. There's a moment in your life where you notice all of this is happening. You notice you don't like this this way. You don't like these feelings. You don't want this. And that is your first moment of awareness where you decide, no, no, thank you. Very similar to uh, hitting a rock bottom and vowing to give up some sort of addiction, which I have experienced <laughs> many times. And in this case, your addiction is just being an asshole to yourself amongst other things. Uh, but you are at a point where you're ready to admit that what you're doing is not working. You're in pain. And this first moment of awareness is the beginning of your awakening. Just literally fucking noticing that's happening. Behavior done. Okay, so awakening being defined as stepping back into your life with a new sense of being. And we can absolutely cultivate that through this here science because what you're up against are really nothing but automatic behavior patterns. I call them thinking and feeling patterns and you can undo them, right? Easy as pie. <laughs> and it makes me think of you know, me at my job in September of 2021, which was being a behavior analyst for the largest, you know, public school district in Nashville, Tennessee, which is, you know, a big 
high pressure job, one where you can really put yourself under endless pressure to be working and pushing and doing better and helping more people and wanting more progress. And also when things don't go, you know, the the way that you desire for them to go improvement, then, you know, there's a lot of room to take that very personally and to make yourself really fucking miserable. Um, so that's really how I was feeling in September, 2021. Um, still COVID is going on and working in the school system during that felt very bleak simply because how am I like, how am I helping improve people improve their behavior when there's simply like no one there to even help with the things. <laughs> um, so it turned very bleak feeling for me at the point at which, you know, I can't find success with my job. I've actually been in circus performance for a few years before that, just like learning to breathe fire to fucking try to feel alive, essentially, you know, like becoming an aerialist just for that thrill, that hit of something, like just to feel like I'm like doing something with my life. So I'm already really deep in this like loop of sleepiness and, you know, frustration of there very much so in the, in the godless world, um, due to my own experiences with religion and therefore kind of, you know, resistance. And then just having been in a lot of pain from trying different things, like different jobs, like having moved, gone to therapy, done all these things. And none of these things felt like, you know, they worked. And now I, you know, am back, tried to leave my job, end up back at the same place, you know, and miserable, um, and just like, I, I don't want that. Like, that was my moment of like, I don't want this and I don't know what to do. And just the persistent pressure that I put myself under and all of the limits I was placing on myself for not, you know, even really thinking that behavior analysts could have any other jobs other than what I did or the other job I took, um, which was like working for a large company, uh, working with um, autistic people. So and like none of this is really according to plan and I'm an extremely hardworking person. So it just left me in a really dark place. And I remember, you know, it, it's all about making a decision to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to shake this up and I'm, I'm going to do something different now. So the beginning of my awakening was noticing that all of that was going on and then running into another friend and somehow having a discussion about these and coming around to the fact that I could take medical leave due to how I was feeling and my sleep disruptions, my anxiety. And I had a therapist at the time and like they signed off on it. They thought it was a great idea. And be, just because of my state, because I was in this permanent state of frustration, like seriously misplacing anything, like any sort of error, like being a few minutes late, like not being able to find something like literally any potential 
mistake, I'm air quoting, would absolutely send me in a panic. Like I remember this one time of like looking for my water bottle on the way to therapy and like I couldn't have it and I couldn't find it and I knew I just had it and it turned into this like endless spell of like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like what is wrong with me that I can't even find this thing? Like I just had it like screaming, crying. And of course there were a lot of other things going on. It definitely was not about the water bottle, but all of that was um, you know, just the point at which I knew it's time to fucking wake up um, and taking that leave to, to do that, not even knowing how I was going to do that, like left me in a really dark place because that's embarrassing. Like that's technically failure. So talk about that. It's a little rock bottom for you. I've, I got some more stay tuned. Um, so, and, and I say all that just to say that waking up is not, necessarily like some sort of miraculous vision like that is that that's the and that's the power of the meaning that we assign to things when your brain thinks of a spiritual awakening and wants it to be some sort of angel from the sky come down to save you in a scenario where then you miraculously know everything that you're supposed to do about life I mean that's obviously not happening and more importantly when that's what you're waiting to happen, you're stifled from anything happening. I mean, there's probably some sort of hallucinogenic experience somewhere in the world for you. If that's what you want, like do your thing. But just saying it's not that, I call it like magical feeling of certainty that shows up and is like, oh, we have it now. <laughs> your awakening could be quitting your fucking job without the most structured plan. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Okay, so your awakening is just self-awareness. And to change your life, you simply need to know where you're going and choose different behaviors to try to get there. And then to know how to manage the resulting feelings and reactions of others. Easy enough, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so like take... My, and then there's, you know, the, your, your beliefs and thoughts, like take my pervasive water bottle frustration. Like I felt that way because my life was resting on some just automatic responses. Like when I can't find something, that means I'm failing. That leads into thoughts like I can't get anything right, or I'm never going to succeed, which are like grossly incorrect statements that are just, you know, very emotionally overwhelmed in the moment because that's deep for a fucking water bottle <laughs> so the awakening is based on like shifting to those beliefs that you actually want to have because even though it's not about the fucking water bottle what you can notice in your own behavioral responses yourself is there are these really powerful underlying beliefs in these very small interactions that you're running into when you can't find something and your head goes, ah, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. This means I'm a failure. Like the, that's not what any of those, in, the, those, those behavioral incidents in front of you actually mean, but it, if that is what you continue to make it mean with the self-talk and language in your head, you're going to suck yourself dry. 
Okay. And that's what we're all doing. That's being asleep right there. So the awakening is number one about learning to notice those things are happening, which is what I teach people to do. And then shifting intentionally your beliefs to something else. And I shift those to more spiritual beliefs. Everything always works out for me. Um, There is no right or wrong. There is only information. I think that one's mine. (laughs) Everything's happens for me, not to me. That is very spiritual belief. And and they, these, these beliefs imply that you can loosen your grip (laughs) on life because someone or something, all of which you can choose has control and you don't need to worry to be safe or to control an outcome. Like you simply need to be who you want to be. (laughs) Do we even know who that is? Dun, dun, dun. But the awakening is much more of a natural and realistic process that anybody can start at any time. Because again, it's just self-awareness. You gain the awareness from observation of your own behavior, from your thoughts, your feelings, your body. It is all about language because our entire fucking world is constructed by it. It's all about the words you choose and then how you define them and what your brain is making them mean. Some beliefs aren't even like a you belief, like they're absolutely someone else's. But if we don't notice, because we're moving so quickly, which is what we tend to do when we have our eyes set on a goal, like we got to check in with that shit. You got to slow down a little because they aren't choices, choices that you're necessarily making But over time, like your brain is the super survival computer. It's the information that your brain is logging over the course of your life as you experience and think and feel through various contexts. So when you call something, you know, bad or impossible or not good enough, like it's because that's how you've defined it based on your human experience. Like there are things that we can all agree on largely, but you defined it as that because of the evidence in your own unique skull. And now that's influencing every fucking action that you take and therefore the life that you have in front of you. So, and for that portion of your awakening, you may see relational frame theory. (laughs) And then two paragraphs in, feel free to stop reading it and just call me. (laughs) So uh, the next step, I'm going to call this the highest self step just for the purpose of cliche spirituality shit. But this is where it gets really cheesy for a lot of people. It definitely got too cheesy for me. It definitely can get too cheesy for the overachievers. And this can be like, you know, the affirmations, the vision boards, And like the gratitude, what feels like toxic positivity, uh, meditating. Sometimes it's a lifestyle. It can just make a lot of assumptions about it. It seems lazy. It seems impractical. Like how do these, how do they get anything done? Like what the hell y'all, but that's just a stereotype. (laughs) And we, all of us are so buried by the expectations of others uh, from birth that we don't really 
stop and take the time to decide like who we want to be. And, and it's all about who everyone else thinks we should be or them thinking we should be something based on what they didn't get to be like, whoa, then it gets, that's a lot. Then it gets real fucked up. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> and um, when you are, when you're one to get really focused on achievement and finding success, you're really just intentionally choosing traits that you want to embody. Like you literally just Google it, like choose the words, tenacity, power, curiosity. I'm just making shit up. Badassery, do your thing. You define, you choose those words. You define those words for what you think or want them to mean. And then you just write them on a piece of paper, put them in your fucking pocket. When you get to a choice and the brain starts braining and saying the things that it says, we do what I call a brain chat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, brain. Nice lady on the internet says, we don't, we can't talk to ourselves like this anymore if we want to have a spiritual awakening. So we're going to slow the fuck down and we're going to take the time to look at the words on the paper in our pocket and read what they mean to us and then make this decision based on being that person instead of on the automatic loops of thinking in my head that are telling me all of things that I no longer want to believe in myself about my achievements or my life or my outcome. And so using that to guide your life and then over time, your choices, which is just behavior, just making a fucking choice consistent with the values or your chosen language, create a life that is consistent with the vision that, that aligns with those values. That's your fucking awakening y'all right there. That is literally like the behavioral explanation of manifestation it's called committed fucking action okay man manifestation it was an interesting topic i'll just have to do another whole episode about that but to dig into that and i'll be like oh wait guys you're telling me <laughs> this is easy um but it feels a lot more magical when you believe in the magical portion of it and then also just to go back to choices and how when we make the choices that align with our behavior, that takes us towards the vision that we want. Conversely, choices that we make from fear or from self-protection or avoidance take us back into old patterns. And you'll notice over time that that's, number one, that's the loop. <laughs> hey, number two, that's just the process of life. Like there's nothing wrong here. And number three, that is the experience of the journey of your life, you know, that we're all rushing through, but that's what we're here to enjoy. That's it. <laughs> you see it? So I, I'm, I break it down and the clients always say this, they're like, you make this sound really easy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it is kind of, uh, and, but here's the hardest part. The hardest part is us being assholes to ourselves because achieving your vision requires non-judgmentally, I know, embracing a learning process, the learning process of life, which is not all linear and perfect 
And that is so emotionally difficult for an overachiever. Like, especially if you've had, if you want to adhere to these beliefs because of religion or because of overly critical parents or because of some other like traumatic experience that you've had in life, which makes it feel even more difficult to change, which you might, you might not even be aware of it. And all that does is show up as a need for perfection, for straight up progress. Um, so looking at something that doesn't go as we expected it to go in life, like that's a concept that high achievers have to open up to. But God damn, is it magical? We also have been so you know, humans hurt and in pain just from life and things that we perceive as failures and things that we just don't want to experience again because they hurt, that we take these mistakes really personally and that slows down the learning process too. So, and this is where the behavior of emotions comes into play. Like, and, and emotions are really just what's fucking with all of our brain processes, especially if you're high achieving, you want everything to be painfully logical, but emotions are not logical at all. But you can learn to be emotionally open systematically by increasing your tolerance to your own feelings, all while increasing the literal number of response options that you have available in your life. The way to say that in plain English means just you with your language choose to say, I'm open to seeing new opportunities I haven't seen before. Like just by saying that you're on your path because as how the brain works, it always wants to confirm what it believes. So if you just say that you're open to that, your brain will start observing the world to confirm these new opportunities and you will fucking find them. And again, science of manifestation. So, and what and how you feel like emotionally during, like while you're making these adjustments to your life, like to your non-judgmental learning, learning process, like to noticing and changing your own behavior, like there are going to be so many like strong physical and emotional responses of fear and doubt and uh, chats with your brain that are going to reveal all of this fucking garbage that you is borrowed and that you're living by and the doing of it anyway, the knowing, the awareness of all of that and choosing to do it anyway. And then I call it not dying. You notice you don't die. <laughs> you remind your brain you also didn't die. And then you notice that it was actually beneficial to put yourself through that pain. Like so much so that you're willing to do it again just to replicate that result. Okay, that is the suffering on the path of evolution. That is what spiritually you may hear referred to as the, the ego death, the soul death, shadow work. <laughs> it's the part where your pain fucking transforms you. Uh, and, it, and it's wild because it's just so counterintuitive for any overachiever who is so very asleep in like the good, bad, right, wrong paradigm black and white thinking 
And then the feeling is so far out. It just doesn't make sense. Well, you shut your feelings out for a lifetime of achievement and getting shit done, but it's like, that's where spirituality comes in. When you choose a spiritual life, one where you believe not only that there's something greater than you and choose to believe that the experiences that you have before, before you are for you to learn from and not happening to you to hurt you, it creates a world where you feel supported and control by simply let go, letting go of control and knowing that like you always get to choose. Like if you want to sit there and be fucking angry because something happening is happening to you, then fucking feel that way. You know, take care of yourself. Be pissed. Like feelings are valid. They are your facts. Hey, but then also if we want, we can choose to be open to something and learn from it as well. And so that creates a world where you feel supported and in control. And that's all spirituality and religion do for us, you know, psychologically is they let us give up control to someone or something else. So, but, you know, all of that, again, can feel really hard for an achievement driven person that grips so tightly to control. Um, and again, can feel confusing when what's before you isn't really what you want, um, which is just, it, it can be, it can be a challenging shift when everything before you says, you know, I'm a failure. So like, if we go back to me, September, 2021, like taking medical leave from your job, because you're so stressed that you're miserable and can't function, like should absolutely have been a failure. Um, I mean, it definitely felt like one at the moment. Um, and, but it also got to be opportunity because I had that time, you know, I, I had the time available to dig into the science that I'm talking about right now, you know, that I always had access to, but didn't really believe that exists. No behavior analysts do things this way. We don't talk about feelings. We don't talk about thoughts. Yeah, we do. We talk about we have exactly all of the science to deal with this and that what should could have been a failure, what definitely was defined as a failure by my mind turned into an opportunity to, to do that, to learn this, that, and that was the benefit of hanging out with the life coaches because I started to learn this science. But then when I started with the coaches there into Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction and everything always works out for me. And like all of these um, supportive beliefs. So coupling that with the neutral observation process that makes it more scientific and observable and replicable. It's some good shit y'all. Uh, so when you wake up and start responding differently and in line with who you really want to be, you're going to have a lot of resulting feelings to your new choices and new reactions from people in your life. And, <laughs> and that can feel, feel really frightening because 
we've had lives where we um, take these feelings of good and bad so literally, and when bad things happen, stress and anxiety show up, and then our brain wants to assume that we need to avoid in order to relieve those feelings, which we've done previously by like overworking or overthinking or shutting your mouth or doing a long, long list of things that we don't want to do. Um, but now we are not going to uh, live life with that critical brain anymore. Uh, we want to uh, notice Again, it's all about self-awareness. So just notice that that is occurring so we can check back in with what our vision is and where we want to go so that we can make a choice that takes us in the direction that we want to. And sometimes it doesn't fucking work. And sometimes we make a choice that doesn't line up with that person is. And then the work is in you know, acting with compassion and acting with love and understanding for yourself, knowing that all of the behaviors that you choose in your mind to your brain are all very functional and just running on those beliefs that everything always works out for you, even if it doesn't feel good or you don't understand exactly why at the moment. Like that's what the the supportive spiritual beliefs do is you're able to trust in an action where you are not certain of the outcome because you hold the belief that when you choose the action that lines up with who you want to be, you are guaranteed the outcome that you should have. Good shit, huh? <laughs> and then there's, the biggest part of the spiritual awakening, which is the expansion for your tolerance of your own fucking feelings and an openness to the experiences that you've had in your life that were painful. Because in September of 2021, it wasn't all about changing my job. Like I was stressed at my job. I was attributing it to my job. And that definitely was a big part of it. But it was so much more just about how my brain was running just based on, you know, the experience that I had in the world and how I would view it. So like, for example, I have a lot of friends, but I didn't really have like any close friends because I was so high achieving that when I would have someone close to me, they would always fail to meet my rigid expectations of what another person should be, what a friend should be. And then I would feel incredibly disappointed. So I just kept those people at arm's length thinking, oh, well, this is humanity. This is how this should be. But the disappointment comes from being stuck to the expectation that things should always be good, that friendship should always last forever, that um, a friendship ending at some point leads to a tainting of every other experience I'd had with that person when in reality, there's still so much joy there. And it was merely that season of life, like being over, like that's really hard for overachievers to grasp because it doesn't align with the belief of constant progress. It does align with the belief of this is fucking failure and people suck and this hurts and I'm wrong. And so, but instead of, you know, continuing to 
dealing with things like that. I just continue to overwork, you know, get more jobs, make more money um, to try to problem solve for those feelings of, you know, lack of connection essentially with other people. Um, so I continued to get what I didn't want because I was engaging in the same behaviors over and over again with problematic beliefs, not because the world is really that shitty or people are really that bad. And once I chose to open up to all of that pain and examine how tangled up my mind was around the life that I've led and how I define friendship and how I define success and how I define all of these other million other words that I could list and beliefs that I was running on that are from my profession or my parents and or society and not for me bless <clears throat> um, but this also is a very natural process that everyone experiences with their own human mind like families like hello like we're all fucked up about our families and it's because we're like stuck with those people and required to accept things about them to be with them and that's hard for us as humans we don't like doing that <laughs> And if you were me and a lot of other overachievers as well, you, I, I built up a wall of like strength around me. Like literally I fucking learned to breathe fire. Like people do not fuck with me. Okay? And, and I did that to feel safe, but I also did that because I was lonely and I didn't want to be hurt anymore. So you thought it was about your job, Caitlin. Ha ha ha. Welcome to your awakening, baby. Um, so it work is where the overachiever is focused because they feel confident in that area and there is structure and there is that, but the awakening is about way the fuck more than your job. So just know the work is about new habits of thinking and feeling and new beliefs about the world and yourself. So, um, the awakening is a set of psychological skills, uh, coupled with, uh, the observational skills of a behavior analyst and, you know, support of beliefs that you choose. And I choose them from a spiritual lens. You can choose whatever the fuck you want. What's important is how do you feel about what you chose? If it feels good and you continue to choose it, your feelings will probably be good. If it feels shitty and you continue to choose it, your feelings will probably be shitty. So that's a, that's, that's a just saying. Um, the use of these psychological skills has predicted a lot of outcomes in research. Uh, why some people thrive in the face of challenge and why some don't, uh, who will abuse substances, who will experience positive emotions and who doesn't like these skills that I teach entirely predict success as we call it. So embracing them uh, also brings in the, the emotional and mental experience of a spiritual awakening. And likewise, a rigid rule following mind like that of an overwhelmed overachiever is a found predictor of these, you know, spiritually asleep outcomes, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, trauma, eating disorders, and almost like every other psychological problem, y'all. Um, these habits entirely undermine your ability to learn new things, to enjoy your fucking job, to depend on your relationships, to overcome challenge. Like, and these things can all be learned. I can make you a fucking checklist. Okay. And, and it allows us these outcomes of not only having more longevity in our life and health, 
and enjoying ourselves, but also decreasing our stress. Also finally taking this pressure off that we've been putting on ourselves for a fucking lifetime with these skills and a foundational belief of, you know, being a spiritual human coupled with curiosity and openness and self-compassion and some fucking effort. Like you can systematically change how you think and feel about literally anything. Okay. Um, and now that you're awake, it, it, we can say it's things are no longer in black and white. Now they are in color. You have a process to follow in the world when uh, your feels start feeling <laughs> and your brain starts braining. And uh, the awakening is not about creating a perfect life. That's the myth that keeps us unhappy. Um, it's not creating the perfect life that so many idealize and are chasing is a dedication to riding the wave of life to openness and to believing in your purpose in whatever has been brought for you, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, it's taking these skills and this process and going out into the wild in the context of your own life. And that allows you to practice skills and experiences breakthroughs because an awakening is not about getting more information that's what the achievers want we get all the information we feel that magical feeling of certainty and then we go out and we do all the things and everything's great again that doesn't exist it's about the transformation and that means you have to take action and you have to learn from it and that feels hard for the high achievers because it can lead to things that you can perceive as mistakes or failure. But really, really, it's true freedom because it is releasing the death grip of control over achieving people tend to hold on life, on plans and on outcomes, which is entirely fear-based. Really, you can do anything and you can have full trust that you're going to be able to figure it out. I bet if you stopped right now and looked back like take something you're really fucking anxious about and look back in life and you actually have a much like better history in your favor than you think that you do. You don't need anxiety. Anxiety is not you. The anxiety functions to keep you aware enough to help you make a plan to avoid this fucking something up that we think is just like the end of the world when really there is no fucking up. There is no right and wrong. There's only information. Okay. There are no mistakes. Okay. Just necessary iterations on the path to your inevitable mistakes, inevitable mistakes, <laughs> your inevitable success. So take that. Earth humans, thanks so much for joining me today. Please take what you've learned into the wild, give it a try, and let me know how it goes. Check the caption for info to stay in touch via email or the socials. Contact me if you're interested in having me on your podcast or if you want to be a guest here. And please leave a review because everyone is not doing that shit. And share this with other overachieving brains that need a rest to get to success without stress. You can also contact me for a summary of all of the bullshit that I just said. This is Caitlin Wilder. Happy and fucking. 
See you next time.